All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> thanks for making the early morning session. <laughs> Welcome. Um, and thanks for your patience. Um, today we're going to be talking about our new offering, Amazon Lightsail. We're going to be introducing our new service. Uh, my name is George Eliseos, and I'm a product manager in AWS working in the Amazon Lightsail team. And I'm joined by Morgan Belfort, who is a senior engineer in the Amazon Lightsail team. We really hope that you are enjoying reInvent. Um, we definitely do. We really cherish these moments that we spend with our customers. We love the feedback. Um, it's really a great opportunity for us to hear more about your use cases, hear about your challenges and your problems so that we can go back and build products that address, even better products that address these challenges and, and problems. And we're definitely really happy in our favorite time <clears throat> of the year. Uh, so let me jump right into uh, our session today and tell you a little bit about what you should be expecting for us to cover today and what we'll be talking about. Obviously, Amazon Lightsail is, is a new offering, so I'm sure that everyone in everyone's mind is, what is Lightsail? And um, I want to give some context on why we believe it's a, an important service and why we decided to actually go and build Lightsail and uh, add to our compute uh, service offering portfolio uh, another service. Um, then, because through the years as a product manager in AWS, I've heard from my customers over and over again that the um, one of the big early stage decisions that our customers need to make is to select what service, which tools, and which features to use for their deployments. And I know that this is uh, on everyone's mind when they're making a decision on which service to use in order to deploy. And obviously, there's no one uh, correct way, but it's, uh, it, there's no one-size-fits-all. I want to talk about uh, when and why you should be using Lightsail, at least what do we believe uh, in our minds is uh, Lightsail best for, and how does it fit in that compute service portfolio, especially in relation to other services like Amazon EC2. Then we're going to talk uh, a little bit about the plans and pricing of uh, Amazon Lightsail, which is something that we've already started getting questions and interest on, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into them. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the key features that some of the key features um, uh, that have us really excited in Amazon Lightsail and that we ho really hope that you're going to be using to make your life easier. Then I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to pass the torch to Morgan who is going to take us through a demo and hopefully give us a hands-on experience of the service. Um, and we're going to try and use a use case based demo today since everyone these days needs a blog. Um, we decided that a good use case would be to build your first WordPress uh, blog using Amazon Lightsail, and we're going to try to do that within 15 minutes or less. And in the process of doing so, we'll visit some of the, of the niceties and features and, uh, of the Lightsail service. So let me talk a little bit about why we think Amazon Lightsail is an important service and why we decided to go and invest, uh, invest in building it. Over the years, AWS has built a very wide and deep platform in terms of features, uh, capabilities, options, tools, etc. And this is great. Like our customers really, really love that. And many of our customers actually select to use AWS because of that breadth and depth of functionality. We now have more than 70 services, and I think this year we're on our way to 
launching more than a thousand significant features and services. And our customers really, really love that rate of innovation because it gives them all the knobs and levers to optimize their deployments to match their workloads. So, for example, within EC2, you can, use, you can select one of the dozens of instance types and sizes that matches your workload and optimize for performance. Or you can use different pricing models like spot, reserved instances on demand in order to optimize for cost. Or you can use IAM policies, VPCs, et cetera, et cetera, to optimize for your security posture and uh, um, meet your security requirements, et cetera, et cetera. And th this is all great. All that functionality is really, really great because it allows you to, um, to really meet any objective that you have uh, on AWS. However, another thing that we've heard again and again from our customers is that sometimes there are those simple workloads that only need one or a few servers, and they need them quickly, and they need them easily, and doing the extra work of configuring everything in order to be optimized for those workloads is sometimes not worth it, because maybe you want to spin up a dev or test environment, an experimentation environment, and you just want to write some code, and you want to get there quickly, and you don't really um, care about optimizing uh, for, your, uh, for your performance, for example. Uh, you don't, you don't care about setting all those knobs and levers in order to uh, set up your environment. You just want to move fast. In, in those cases, you still have to go through a number of steps in setting up your environment, like launching a VM, uh, at, you know, selecting what kind of, launching an EC2 instance, selecting what kind of instance you're going to use, um, attaching SSD storage on it, attach, attaching, you know, EBS, uh, managing your IAM policies so that um, you know, you can manage across your users and create security groups and manage your SSH keys um, so that you can log in securely, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes you just don't want to do all that. You just want to click a button and get a virtual machine on the cloud. And that's what Lightsail is about. We took a lot of these configurations and we, managed them, we put them under the hood of Amazon Lightsail so that we manage them for you. So that you don't have to do that heavy lifting of setting up an environment that you, um, yeah, that you, you really want to get going quickly. So with Lightsail, with a couple of instances, with a couple of clicks, actually two clicks, you can launch a fully configured um, uh, instance on the cloud. We aim for Lightsail to be the easiest way to get started on AWS, and that's why Within, a light, within Lightsail, we offer uh, distinct plans that bundle together the resources and services that you need in order to, uh, to get going with your environment. So in all Lightsail plans, we include compute, so we include an instance, we include storage, we include networking, and we do that at a low and most, most importantly very predictable price month after month after month. Um, so with a couple of clicks, you get that fully configured server with all of the, you know, um, with the environment already set up. You can choose from a dozen of different um, pre-configured distributions so that you don't have to even spend time configuring your server uh, itself. Um, but Lightsail is much more than just launching a VM, than just launching a server. It's about also the long-term management of the server, and we envision our customers launching, but also using Lightsail to, uh, to manage their, uh, their cloud servers. So we, when designing Lightsail, we, we decided to invest 
in building a completely new intuitive uh, management console in the web browser where you can uh, where you can control your servers and do that in a very very easy to use and simple way but we also decided to back all of the functionality of the management console with a tailored API and CLI and SDK, of course, um, as most AWS services, we, we decided to do that because we want to allow you to automate if you want, if you wish. So you can actually scale. And we are particularly excited about another, another feature of LightSail, which is the connection of LightSail to other AWS services. LightSail is an AWS service, so um, we enable within the LightSail console or API an easy, secure private connection to dozens of other AWS services so that you don't feel confined within you know, the strict limits of a VPS offering of a simplified solution. So when you do want to do more sophisticated things, you can actually go and do that. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that uh, both during the demo and a few slides down the road. So let's look back to the thing that we were discussing earlier in the session, which was when, should, when, when do we envision customers using LightSail and when should you be selecting to use LightSail, for example, versus Amazon EC2, right? So if, if your use case is, your workload is, requires one or a few servers um, and your, your use case is building a website or building a simple web app or uh, a, a testing environment, experimentation environment, whether that's a testing environment or a development environment on the cloud, then LightSail is great at that. It offers you these simplicity to tools that we will see also a few of them later to make your life really easy in order to manage, uh, to, to create and manage these environments. Now, on the other hand, if you are planning to do large-scale de de uh, deployments, if you are building a multi-tiered application on the cloud um, that you envision that will scale um, uh, uh, in and out, up and down continuously, and your use cases are things like big data analytics or um, high-performance computing or other more sophisticated workloads like that, then Amazon EC2 is, is your, should be your choice, we think, because it offers all of that functionality and all of that configurability and all of these different choices and, and object levers. So we, we do hope that our customers get this choice early on and that it's pretty clear to them so that that, that question that we were talking about earlier is not, you know, uh, is not in their minds that much. It doesn't uh, preclude them from using either service. So we talked a little bit about the LightSail plans and how they offer you everything you need uh, to launch a simple web server or web app or host your website, etc. But I want to dive a little bit deeper into it because we've made very, very specific um, technology design and UX decisions when building LightSail, I want to, to give you a peek on how we did that and why. So we talked about compute and how LightSail offers compute power within every plan. That's done through the LightSail instance. Uh, obviously, it's the instances that we chose to use are birthable performance instances, and we did that because these instances are specifically designed and engineered by AWS to match the workloads that we see as use cases of LightSail. 
These instances are great for workloads like web servers and dev environments, small databases, because these kind of workloads do not often and intensively use the, uh, the CPU, but they do require to burst now and then. And the burstable performance instances allow them to do that, so they give you the compute power that you need when you need it, while protecting you from other side effects of uh, 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 oversubscribed environments that you might find elsewhere. When it comes to storage, we made the conscious, uh, conscious decision to, to include absolutely only SSD storage on our, all, of our, all of our plants, uh, which is designed for general purpose, purpose workloads as well. Uh, and we did that because we found that this is how uh, our customers, the hundreds of thousands of our customers, use um, our current services today to deploy this kind of workloads. And of course, the plan, every light sale plan includes within it access to the highly, highly available, highly performant, highly secure AWS networking, but also importantly, it includes an allowance of, of data transfer included in the price of the plan monthly data transfer included in the price of the plan. Beyond these features that are included in every uh, LightSail plan, we also include within LightSail a number of services like DNS management so that you can easily and quickly set up your DNS, um, static IPs, and of, uh, of course the access to the other AWS services that we discussed earlier, and we're going to um, discuss also later on how, how that's done. So, as discussed, we have five preset plans within LightSail. They start at $5 a month and scale up to $80 a month. Each plan gives you different, a different amount of resources. And you're free to choose any plan that you want and leave any plan you want whenever, whatever time you want. So, you see here that the price is actually uh, quoted in a month. As, as a monthly price, but LightSail is actually charged hourly. So, for example, if you opt into the $5 plan and, and you use it for the whole month, and you use within you, 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 you stay within the resources offered within the plan, your cap is $5. However, if you choose to spin up an instance within that plan and then delete your instance after a week or after 10 hours. You only get charged for that week or that, those 10 hours. If you do that for 10 hours, I think the price would be something around seven cents, <laughs> which is incredible, we think. Um, another thing that's important to, uh, to double click on here is the included data transfer allowance. We've already had a lot of our customers asking about that. And, asking how it applies and what's it for and, you know, uh, why, did we, why did we include it. We know that for those use cases that we've been discussing, there will be some data transfer required. And we want our customers to have this low predictable price per month. So what we did is we went back and we looked at the data of, our, of those current customers of AWS and how much data transfer do they use. We wanted to to build an allowance that would actually make that monthly price predictable, and it won't uh, force customers to incur overages on data transfer. If you, so if you theoretically go over your data transfer allowance by using 
you know, one of the light scale instances, you will get charged overages. However, the overages are charged on a non-demand basis as most things on AWS, so on a per gigabyte basis, and they're only charged for data transfer that you send out to the internet. There's no overages for, for data transfer that is used to upload data onto your light sale instance, to upload your content. Because we did all of that research, we really envisioned that the vast majority, almost none of our customers will actually have to pay overages on a month, on a month basis. Um, and that's, we, we are pretty confident in that because we have the data and we've looked into it. So uh, I want to just uh, dive a little bit deeper into that because I know that uh, it's, a, it's something that's on everyone's mind. Now, beyond the hardware resources that are, and, and services that are offered within Lightsail, we have been very deliberate in choosing what kind of software you will be, it will be available within the service, and we chose a dozen of images, starting from base OSs like Ubuntu and Amazon Linux, going down to applications like WordPress and Joomla and Drupal, and um, some of the most popular dev stacks. And again, that's by drawing from our experience on what our customers really use for these kind of use cases. Um, so we have uh, Node and GitLab and LAMP and you know a number of those uh, a number of those images that are directly available and pre-configured. So you don't have to you know spin up an instance on Amazon Linux and then go and install other things. You can just spin up a WordPress instance directly and you're done. Uh, and when choosing that software, we wanted to, to match the quality of the of the hardware and of the infrastructure that AWS also offers. So we teamed up with Bitnami and we used images from the AWS marketplace. We, we did that because not only because Bitnami offers popular open source applications but uh, that are trusted really by millions of users uh, across the world, but also because they, 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 they match that ease of use that we're trying to implement with Lightsail. They match that in, in the way that they have a consistent set of components. They're always up to date. You don't have to worry about security. They're always uh, in the latest version. Um, and that's really important because security on AWS is a shared responsibility kind of model. We can manage the security from the OS layer down to the hardware layer and the data center access layer, right? Uh, however, for a, the whole stack needs to be secure for an application to be secure. So. We, so your application needs also to be secure, so we want to help you with that. And that's why we chose this kind of software um, that will um, protect you from, uh, from things like um, attacks, or which, which is something actually which is pretty common for things like WordPress. They are one, one of the most um, uh, common attack uh, at, um, targets. So having said all that, let's uh, dive into a few of the features that have us really, really excited on Amazon Lightsail. First of all, we really love, and we hope that you will love, and that we, you will use, and it will make your life easier, the ability to SSH directly into your instance from the browser. That's a really ease of use feature because you don't have to do any of the key management. You don't have to generate keys, download keys, etc., etc. You don't have to even install plugins in your browser. There is a big button. Once your instance is set up, 
You click it, window opens up, and you, are, you have a terminal directly into your instance. So yeah, we're really uh, happy about this feature. However, um, and of course it's a secure connection uh, because it's using the SSH protocol, but if you want to be extra secure and you want to do your own key management and you want to do things like rot rotate keys, up upload keys, etc., we do offer you that, that capability as well. And in fact, we actually have built into our console a way to generate SSH keys so that you don't have to use third-party software to do that, that kind of thing. You can stay within the simplified light cell experience, make your life easier. Other things that we're really in, um, excited about are the ability to use static IPs within LightSail. Um, that allows you to set up your systems and be sure that a, an IP is dedicated to your account and won't go away, even if, you're, if you decide to change instances under the hood or um, you, do, you upgrade your instances or whatever, you don't have to go to update external systems like DNS, for example, to point to a new IP because you have your static IP and it's yours and it's there. We also offer um, DNS management uh, um, capabilities. You can create your own zones within LightSail. Uh, you can query against those zones. And of course, we offer snapshots so that you can back up your data and you know, have that peace of mind that if a deployment doesn't go perfectly, you can always roll back. You can hydrate a new instance from your uh, snapshot and there's nothing to worry about there. Finally, I want to say a word about the that connection to other AWS services that we talked about. Within LightSail, with one click, we will take care of setting up your VPC peering. We will peer your underlying LightSail VPC with your default AWS VPC. And that allows you now to privately, so without going out to the internet, freely across VPCs and securely connect to anything else that you've built on AWS, things like RDS database. If you have an RDS database today, you can peer your VPCs and point your LightSail instance to that database and you're done. And of course, you know, there's a lot more than databases that's available with VPC endpoints, et cetera, et cetera. So it's that happy time that I'll stop talking and get, our <laughs> get Morgan on the stage to take us through that, that demo. Thanks. Sorry, gonna just one second of transition here, or two. For those of you who haven't gone to the LightSail site yet, this is the LightSail homepage. Um, it shows you uh, the resources you've already created, which include compute instances, uh, any networking you've configured, uh, static IPs, uh, and it also allows you to create more resources. Uh, the most common thing uh, that people are going to do is create instances probably, and that's what we're going to do today in order to try to quickly spin up and configure a WordPress blog and also maybe post something to it. Um, so what I'm going to do just to get started is create instance. As you can see, uh, a lot of the icons you saw from George's slides uh, let you pick what kind of stack you want on your uh, on your instance. Um, you can go straight, sorry, straight OS or... Uh, pre-configured app uh, image. If you need a little bit more information, we have a summary here plus links out to some of the Bitnami documentation, uh, which, is, which goes into depth uh, if you aren't sure what is going to be installed when you pick this stack. 
Uh, we do have options for you to do a launch script, uh, a knit script for your uh, instance, and you can customize the key pair, but by default, we do that all for you. Picking your instance type, uh, let's just say we're, our, our blog might be popular, so I'm going to go for a slightly larger instance type, maybe a medium one here, a little bit extra hard disk, a little bit extra RAM. Uh, by default, your instance is going to be put into one of the zones in Virginia. Uh, you can change that uh, when you create it, and um, or you can just leave it alone. Another nice feature about LightSail is that you have to give names, unique names, to every resource you create. Static IP, a snapshot, an instance, um, domain name. And because of that, we let you use that name to refer to that resource in the API, in the SDK, and in the user interface. When you want to interact with a resource, you can use its name instead of some obscure ID number. So we can do demo blog. 40, 34, how about 42? It's not quite that many that I've done, but... And then we'll create it. Uh, behind the scenes, as George mentioned, we're going through, we're spinning up the instance, we are uh, provisioning the hard drive, we are setting up security groups, we are attaching a role to that instance. All the stuff that you normally click through and do it yourself uh, on EC2, whether you know it or not, um, so that it's ready to uh, sort of do the right thing without you having to think about it. Well, it's spinning up um, uh, here. It'll take usually this, about the same as EC2. It takes about a minute to spin up an instance. Um, you'll see that we... Let's just give it a little second longer. Um, the next thing that we're going to do once it spins up in just a second is we'll have an instance, and as George mentioned, you know, if we want this to be around for a while, if we want it to easily survive being replaced by another instance, or if we want to resize it later, we're going to want to give it a static IP. And that way, anything we configure to point to it will continue to point to it even if it gets replaced. So now that the um, <clears throat> WordPress is spun up, we're going to click into it. And you can actually go over to the networking tab for now. And you'll see its current public and private IP addresses, just like any other EC2 instance. Um, you might notice at the bottom in the firewall section that we have, because you picked WordPress, we pre-configured um, certain ports, like in this case the web ports to be open, uh, as well as SSH. Uh, for other images that include more database-centric activities where you want to expose the database to the outside world, uh, which is not the case for this instance, uh, we actually open up other ports. We might open up my, the MySQL port. Uh, and so we've pre-configured those port mappings, if you will, in each of those uh, stacks for you. Uh, anyway, so now we're going to go back up here. We're going to create a static IP for, excuse me, for this instance. It has a name. Uh, let's call it demo static IP. Oops, that looks better. Create that. All right, so it created it for a second. It wasn't attached, and it attached it to the instance. So now my demo blog 42 has a static IP, and <clears throat> and, uh, and so at this point, it's worth probably attaching a domain name to it, since that static IP is not going to change. Once we attach the domain name to it, we'll go there, we'll configure it, and maybe upload a you know do a blog post. Um, the uh, easiest way to attach a domain name. Uh, or an easy way in light sales is to uh, go back up to the top level. You'll notice I've actually already created a domain, <clears throat> uh, uh, which uh, if you use Route 53 is equivalent to a hosted zone. Um, because domains, uh, we, because we don't do domain registration in light sale, this domain was actually registered elsewhere 
and then I've, but I've created the hosted zone in LightSail in order to manage all of its uh, DNS entries. So if I go to the, uh, the domain that I've created, Amazon LightSail, I can add a, a DNS record for my new uh, blog server. Uh, here I can say, let's do demo2 or demo42. And then in the destination IP field, what's nice is that I get a pop-up of all the things I have in my resource list that I can possibly point to with an A record. And that's going to be our blog. And I'm going to save that. So at this point, we've got uh, an instance running WordPress with a static IP and a nice domain name. So it's about time for us to go over and try to uh, use WordPress. So I'm going to select that domain name that we just assigned to it. Oops, and create a new tab. So here's, the, if you've ever spun up WordPress, here's a very generic, this is like the, a standard homepage for WordPress, which uh, doesn't really help you very much. What's nice thing about the Bitnami image you'll see is that um, it gives you this little link in the corner to tell you like how to get it, how to log in the first time and some other tips. We're actually going to click on that, and it's going to tell us that the username that we're going to use in a minute, uh, the actually the admin username is user, and then it has instructions for how to get the password. So this is a good point to mention or to circle back to what George said about the curated AMIs that we're using. Uh, one of the big attack vectors on WordPress is that a lot of WordPress uh, in installations use a default username and password, a fixed password, and people don't change it quickly or change it at all. Uh, what's nice about these Bitnami images is that for things that have passwords, the boot up sequence will assign a random password so that uh, you can't be attacked in the normal way, and then all you have to do is find that password in order to log in. Um, with LightSail, we've made that really, really easy. So now that we know that the username is user, we need to find the password so that we can go to this page and log in. So the way we find the password is we go back to LightSail. Sorry, let's close that one. And we use the fancy new SSH feature. So we go to the demo blog and we say connect using SSH. What this will do, it'll log us in using secure keys that we manage for you <clears throat> to the instance. And in general, for any of the instances where we uh, spin up something that has a, a dynamic password, we make sure that password lands in your home directory. So if we look at the home directory, you'll see there's a, excuse me, a file called bitnami application password. <clears throat> uh, that is not the password, but it contains the password. So let's uh, take a look at that. And so here's a random password. And all we have to do here in our in-browser SSH is, oops, is not resize the window, is select and copy the password and then go back over to our blog and paste it in. And now we can log into our blog. And so here we are getting, you know, on a normal WordPress admin page. Most of you have probably seen this. I'm just going to do a couple of quick things. Go to settings and I'll do light sale, light sale blog. Uh, and we'll save that. Oh, I can, and I can change my password, but I will skip that step. But we should do that immediately. It should force me to do that because um, it's a good thing. Um, let's go back to the dashboard. Let's write a blog post. And so the LightSail team thanks you all for coming. 
And we can add a little media to spice this up. I think I've got a file that we can use. Oopsie. And publish. And go back to the good view of this from the LightCell blog. And there you go. So basically at this point, we've got a blog with a domain name, a fixed IP address for future management simplicity, uh, a, a nice, relatively unhackable uh, password. And uh, just another side note, going back to the SSH window, is these windows are uh, bookmarkable. These, uh, and so you can bookmark all SSH into each of your instances. So it's easier to get back to SSH if you're going to end up using SSH a lot in the uh, in the browser. Plus, you can drag and drop files from your desktop into this window, and they will copy them to the root directory, your home directory. Um, so that's also a handy feature, depending on what you're trying to do. Unfortunately, the home directory. Good question. <laughs> um, I think that's the end of my demo, although I just did want to leave the cute picture running on the screen. Um, so we'll go back here. Uh, George, anything else Thanks, that uh, you can think of? Um, those, are, those parts on the firewall, are yeah. they editable? We, you said, like we said. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we do open ports by default on the networking tab. And... Uh, and they're totally editable. You can basically add, add and remove them. Uh, it's very, this is sort of a simplified version of the same screen you might remember from EC2. And, uh, and for the popular ports, we do try to you know, label, label them so you don't have to remember the exact number. And uh, the nice thing here is that uh, behind the scenes, we've set up your private network security so that all your instances can talk to each other. Uh, and then if you do peer the VPCs so that they can all talk across the VPC. Uh, these, uh, these public ports are available to anyone to connect to. For those of you who are very familiar with configuring this, we don't have a lot of the options like only let certain IP addresses connect. We, di we didn't do that. Basically, this is an all or nothing. You can basically open a port to the world or close it. But it's so easy to do that you can sort of close it when you need to and then only open it, uh, only open it when you need to. The other nice feature is the quick assist panel. Uh, I should have. I, I should. I, I really needed that. For, for <laughs> you don't need that, but um, I do. <laughs> the on every page. Uh, thanks, George. On every page in the on our website on the in the console, we have quick assist, and some of it is more uh, lengthy than others. But what's nice is that whatever page you go to, or in some cases tab, it'll tell you a little bit of what's going on on that page. And if you have, if in the future you see an error message around your instance or disk is getting full or something, sometimes the quick assist information will help you diagnose that. But we thought that this, uh, and there, you're also, I think you probably saw in the UI, every once in a while there is a little clickable, well, there might not be right now, uh, clickable info when there's something complicated. And, uh, and then, of course, you can, we have our own docs, which you can search for VPC. And... Uh, and so we have a, a, a relatively, at this point, small set of help docs that either walk you through certain processes or explain certain concepts, um, but fully searchable. And so you stay inside the LightSail experience for that. Um, George? Great. All right. Thanks, Mark. So that's creating a blog with LightSail. Thank you. This was our demo for today. We do invite you to go and play around. Um, with LightSail, there is a lot of 
these like ease of use features like like drag and drop to the SSH. Um, there's plenty of those in there. Yeah. Uh, do go and experiment and obviously let us know what the feedback is. We are really looking forward to get this to the hands of our customers and get that feedback back so that we can you know keep working on it. Uh, I just want to mention that we do have the the $5 plan is free for a month or 750 hours, uh, which means that you can run um, the $5 instance for a whole month, or you can run 10 of them for 75 hours, however you want to split that. That's applicable in your first month of use of, uh, of Amazon Light Sale, so the, the first minute that you launch an, uh, a Light Sale mm -hmm. So we do have a forum as well, and we really uh, welcome uh, feedback. Anything you see, we get right on it. Uh, I'd like to open, we have about 10 minutes, I think, for questions, for, yeah. and, yeah. 